back. College football, fun, miserable. Um, you having fun yet, Buckeyes? This has been a, a hell of a month here as we have now lost to Michigan, lost the number one not not no, it's, I don't even want to call him the number one quarterback in the country. Probably the best quarterback prospect that I've ever seen in Dylan Raiola going to possibly Nebraska, who's also in the Big Ten. So that that hurts as well. Um, you know, maybe not Ohio State's fault in that situation, but it still hurts regardless. Definitely the Michigan game was Ohio State's fault, as we made clear when we had their funeral um, just three weeks ago. But it seems like, unfortunately, Ohio State has risen, so I have to come back here and, and talk about, you know, whatever's left of this, like, corpse of a program at this point. And, and um, I think that we're at a point where if they do – go to George if they go down to Atlanta and get slaughtered like I I don't even want to like even think about what what's going to come after that like from like the fan base is going to just totally collapse I I, we might I think if Georgia beats Ohio State by like 40 30 you know 20 to 40 let's say I, I don't think that this fan base comes back for at least at least until maybe the Michigan game next year like maybe they'll get up for it that week, I think that would be the next time you would see or hear from the Ohio State fans. So, if you hate Ohio State, I mean, you know, Georgia minus twenty-two is an alter alternate spread. You know, maybe bet that, and you get to watch Ohio State die. I mean, that would be, you know, what a delight for for a Michigan fan or you know anybody, Penn State, anybody who hates Ohio State. That that this could it is possible, and I I do think that that is a very possible scenario. And I wouldn't be stunned if I sat there, you know, December 31st at 8 o'clock and watched Ohio State just get slaughtered by Georgia. We would see, you know, imagine in the slaughtering, I would see Tommy Eichenberg getting turned around by Brock Bowers, um, you know, Ronnie Hickman not playing physical, getting run over by the tight ends like he did against J.J. McCarthy, which was pathetic at home, which somehow gets, you know, not talked about, but I'll talk about it here. Um so I could that that's how this would happen. I, offensively, as crazy as it sounds, it's hard for me to see Georgia having a great game defensively against Ohio State. I would say, you know, they obviously pressure on CJ. I would just be stunned if that was like a huge factor in the game. Maybe it will be. I mean, Ohio State hasn't been pressured really the entire season. Even in a game against Michigan, they were not really pressured. They were just beat by a seven-man zone that they could just never figure out in the second half. But I, I do think that I, I, I guess you know CJ turning the ball over, but he also doesn't do that. And like that's why I think Ohio State's offense, no matter what, is going to succeed. I know they scored three points in the second half against Michigan. At the same time, they're forcing it. They throw a stupid pick at the end. Like they move the ball up and down the field against Michigan. Let's not let's not act like. You know, they didn't, in the first half, put up 328 yards against Michigan and just absolutely blow right through them like they were nothing, especially even running the ball. So, like, I think at the peak, this offense is very good. And you can say the second half, and, yeah, the second half was terrible. I think the big plays broke Ohio State in that game as we've discussed it. But for me in this game, I think that I'm going the other way. I think that everyone has sold Ohio State. I think their offense is much better than people give them credit for right now. I know they played bad against Michigan. They had trip. Tri- tri- if you would have thought, told me the beginning of the season, trip, trip training would have been your running back against Michigan, everybody would have said you're crazy. And guess what? The guy played great. He was he played just fine. There was nothing to complain about with Chip at all. But I'm just saying, 
nobody had him penciled in as the starting running back against Michigan. And he will not be the starting running back against Georgia because you're going to have Mayan Williams back who's going to be 100% healthy. Mayan Williams ran great against a, a good Notre Dame team. He's run great this year. He's had huge games. He's an explosive player. He's, he's tough. He is definitely tough. He checks the tough list. Everyone's worried about tough guys. Well, Mayan is definitely one of them. So he's in the game now. And he's going to be close to 100% healthy. And we haven't seen 100% healthy Mayan Williams in a very, very, very long time. He's very good. You add that piece, then you add Marv on the outside. Okay? I don't think there's much to say about him. He's very good. Is he a little soft blocking? Yes, he is. He's a little soft blocking. He's a little soft when guys get hands on him. Hopefully he gets better at that. Hopefully he's ready to go against Georgia. Then you have a Mecca. So Mecca getting open the slot can be a key. Five-yard routes, I think he can go deep at times. He apparently was also banged up. I believe him. Like, I do think that Ohio State was very, very – we saw the injury report. We would check it every single week the last four weeks. This team's going to come out much healthier. I'm not saying they're going to come in there and just wipe the floor. This is going to be a very competitive game. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing from Ohio State's offense and where they can exploit Georgia. And they're capable of doing this. So just right there, there's three very good weapons. So, now these are the guys that I more have a problem with, and that's going to be your Cade Stovers. Hopefully, Cade can just chip this game and do some decent blocking and not be an absolute train wreck. Now, he's the only guy that really can't pass block or run block on the team. Everybody else is very good. I know that we have our problems with Matt Jones. He's not a great run blocker. Pass blocking, this team is good across the board. They block well. They block up the middle well. They block on the outsides, obviously, extremely well. So that's not an issue. The offensive line, like that's that's the one thing I'm I'm not understanding the narrative in this game is that Georgia's offensive line is just going to just bully Ohio State, and then you know, and then Georgia's defensive line is just going to bully Ohio State. So I, I don't see that at all. I really don't like that. That one, I'm just like, where is that even coming? Like that to me is crazy. I think that there is a difference between 2022 Ohio State and 2021 Ohio State still. And the difference is the offensive line and defensive line are, are much superior this year, much, especially in terms of being physical and running the ball on, or stopping the run on the other side. They're much better than that. It's not even close. So I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying that either of them are perfect, but they're much better on both sides of the ball. They controlled that Michigan game in the first half. I know the final score says 45-23. to 23. I'm just pointing out something that happened in the first half of that game where it was 328 yards for Ohio State. Balance, moving the ball in rhythm, C.J. making throws, running the ball with chip. I mean, they were, they were really moving. The, and in the second half, was it, I mean, they choked. There's really no other way to say it other than they choked. So maybe they go down to Georgia and choke. Like I said, this could still be. I wouldn't be stunned if it was Georgia, forty-two to twenty. That wouldn't. I wouldn't be stunned. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I wouldn't be stunned. So that's what I'm seeing from Miles. Do I think they're going to be able to run the ball? Great. No. But do I think Mayan's a big threat? Yes, he is. Do I think Dallin Hayden's going to get some carries in this game? Yes, I think he is. I think they're going to try and flex him out of times. They're going to try to get speed and space against Georgia. They're going to try and put them on skates. They're going to play fast. Like That's that's going to be Ohio State's path. And then on defense, I hate to say it, but <laughs> I think they're going to play the same way they played against Michigan, and that's the, that's the route to stopping them, though. 
It's just they have to execute it better because there really isn't a great threat on the outside of this Georgia offense that's going to scare you. And, you know, if they beat you, tip your cap. But you have to play that way, especially if you're going to play fast on offense. You can get a three and out, put that defense right back on the field, and then you can get, you know, a 10 nothing lead or go on a 10 or run quickly. Like, I think that's the way to play this game. Make it high scoring, make it aggressive. You know, you know you're going to give up points. We know it. But then that puts your offense in ability to put that Georgia defensive line, put their linebackers on skates, and that's how they have to win this game. And they're capable of doing this. They definitely are, especially in the trenches. Now, can the DBs hold on? That is, <laughs> and I know that everyone's like laughing as you listen to this, like. It's almost like comical because they are horrendous. I mean, they they have lived up to the, not to the hype, because there was a lot of hype. I don't know why there was hype. I didn't have much hype in either of these guys. But there was a lot of hype behind them going into the season. And they are, I mean, I don't trust any anybody. Like, there, I don't think there's anybody in that defensive back room that's trusted right now. And that includes Ronnie Hickman in there, who made some horrendous plays against Michigan, as I pointed out. Um I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, I guess, like, what I would say with Cam is he made a bad play. Beyond that, he was pretty good. He Then he got injured. Denzel's still soft as hell. I mean, like, you want to talk about where the, the weakness and the softness is on the Ohio State football team? It's at it's a wide receiver, and it's at defensive back. That's where those guys are physically challenged and, and mentally not tough. The, those guys are, are the guys right there. It is not the linebackers. It's not the defensive line. And, and, well, we know. It's not the offensive line. It's definitely the quarterback. I know. Sorry. I I didn't want to forget him. He's definitely in the soft category. It's not the running back. Mayan, not soft. That's, like, with the DBs, the wide receivers, the tackling, the blocking, you know, the running in terms of C.J. Stroud. If those three things could just turn around where our wide receivers just decide – you know what? Let's get a little. Let's grit our teeth. Let's go. Let's go make a block. Let's get some hands on somebody. You know, or the DBs would say, "Hey, you know what? Like, I'm not going to just you know dive at this guy's legs and totally miss like Denzel Burke does every game, or just shoulder somebody and have him bounce off me and get another seven yards like Denzel Burke does every game. I'm going to actually square up and I'm going to hit somebody and lead lead with my shoulder and see my target and strike him. Instead, Denzel Burke likes to just put his shoulder in. So, if those things can change. I would say Ohio, and then CJ says, you know what? I have 17 yards in front of me. I'm going to run. All I did for 21 days was just slide. And then now I know how to slide. So I can just slide. If they hit me, I'll put my head down. Duck. I'll get 15 more yards on top of it. Great. I move the ball forward. It's not an incomplete pass. Mark isn't screaming at me. Everybody's happy. So those are the three things to me that need to change for Ohio State to win the game. Wide receiver blocking. DB's playing physical, making tackles, being committed in the run game, even like Cam Brown was against Michigan. I will give him credit, but needs to be better still. Making plays, making tackles, and CJ running. Those are the three things that need to happen. CJ doesn't have to run 12 times for 97 yards. He has to run four times for 36 yards. He has to be a threat. That's all. Learn how to slide. It's not hard. Okay, so if you need protection, use the slide. Learn it. So there's another key to the game, CJ learning how to slide. 
that would save him a lot of grief about getting hit. We know he's scared to get hit. A lot of guys are scared to get hit. That's fair. But you can slide. You can get out of bounds. So look for the sidelines or look to slide. So figure that out. That cannot be that hard. And the coaches should be involved in this too. Like, why can't this guy slide? It's not that hard. Get him running and get him sliding. So if that does not happen in this game, that's on day right now. I'm going to even skip. See, that's If day can't get this kid to run in a playoff game, forget it. Then he's not a motivator. I don't want him anymore. Get him out of here. So I want to see it. That better. Those three things better happen too. All three of them. So those are three things that I'm looking for. Now, my prediction in this game, I'm going to go 34-31 Ohio State. And I pretty much laid out my reasons why I think they're going to have success on offense. But at the end of the day, here's what I think is going to happen. Stetson Bennett has been able to play ahead the whole season. He's never had to play from behind. He's always been ahead. Just ahead, ahead, ahead. Everything's great. Georgia's the greatest team ever. Georgia has won the 2021 championship. They beat Alabama. They're 13. Ohio State playing loose. Ohio State coming into this game and scoring early. Scoring early in this game like I expect them to do. And like they did against Michigan. I think they're very capable in the first drive putting something together and scoring early. Especially a big play early. I think that they have a good chance to get something like that early on the secondary. I, I would look for something like that. So I think that I think that there's there's a possibility that we could have an early lead of like Ohio State, you know, ten nothing, and then at that point Stetson has to come back. Not saying he's not capable; he is capable. And like I, I'm not picking Ohio State to pull him out. I'm just saying at that point, then this game changes. Georgia doesn't get to play the bully ball. Georgia doesn't get to do you know exactly what they. What they what the Georgia style of football is to get the lead and then just then just swarm you and crush you. I don't think Ohio State's going to allow that to happen, and that's why I think this is going to be a fifty fifty game late into the fourth quarter, where I think Ohio State, with the more potent offense, the better passing game, is going to eventually pull this thing out. And I think that they will make some plays on Stetson. Stetson likes to hold on to the ball; he likes to run around. Ohio State, especially Mike Hall, is as healthy as people are saying that he is. If he's 100% healthy and that defensive line's 100% healthy, they are going to bring it. I think they're going to sack sets and they're going to make plays. Give me. I think at the end of the day, Setson's going to score. They're going to make Brock Bowers is awesome. He's going to make plays. Georgia defense is very good. I'm not denying that. I, I think that you know you might have Ohio State score a lot early. They might go for, through a lull through the second quarter where this game tightens up, score you know some explosive plays with Marvin or something like that. That's where I'm coming up with the 34. I'm not, I'm not saying this is going to be an up-and-down shootout. I think they'll be very competitive both ways. I'm just pointing out where Georgia has you know is going to ha- have some very difficult matchups with Ohio State's players, especially if they're not going to bring – if they're going to blitz CJ and he decides I'm going to run or I'm going to move a little bit in the pocket – and guys are getting open, they're going to be in trouble because Ohio State has guys that can make plays, and CJ, love him or hate him, he's a very accurate passer. So if, if they're going to leave guys open, CJ's going to hit him. So to me in this game, I'm going Ohio State close. I think I think the key guy, like I said, is Emeka. 
Mecca or Mayan. I would, but I don't think Mayan's going to have much as much success as Mecca is going to. I think he's going to have a big game, especially in the slot against Georgia. I think that's going to be a key matchup. Hopefully, Kate Silver can make some plays. Hopefully, like I said, he's the one thing I worry about on offense. Besides that, I feel pretty good. Fleming's an issue, but he'll just take a, a corner. We'll figure. You know, at this point, we can figure out. We can throw him a few balls just to keep him honest. But yeah, he's not. He's not. If we had JSN, this game is totally different. If we had any guy that could just play, if we had, you know, especially if we had a deep threat instead of Fleming, like if Devin Smith was playing in this game, like God, this thing would be almost impossible to stop. So, but for, that's what we have. So we have to go with it. But I think that you know, like I said, Emeka slot, Cade, Cade as a tight end in the middle, being able to you know just establish some sort of run. You have Marvin on the outside. You're going to be able to make plays with with those guys. I think CJ can have a very big game with that, especially if they if they are going to blitz like they're saying. I think that's a stupid way to play Ohio State. I think the best way to play them is just go two man zone the entire time, cover two. That's that's I think that's the that's the way to play Ohio State to me. But a blitz I think would be welcomed almost by me if I'm Ohio State. But um, so that's my that's my Ohio State pick. Now, like I will do a part two where I want to discuss the program tomorrow. I do think they're going to win this game. It's going to set up something that I don't think anybody's wrapped their mind around yet because no one believes that they're going to win this game. But if they do, you got to start preparing for what's coming next because what's coming next could either be an apocalypse or heaven on earth, but it's going to be very, very high stakes. And I think it, and with the way the program's going, I think it might be the highest stakes game in the history of the program, and we have we could possibly have Ryan Day and CJ Stroud leading that. So I will leave you with that, and have a great night. And it's not playing. No music.